Welcome to the Grace Capital Church Podcast, broadcasting from our Manchester campus. He didn't just say, go to heaven, (laughs) hang out with me in paradise, you guys are doing great, you know, yay, you believed in me. That's good. <laughs> That's the start. But what he said is that he wants us to become mature. And he speaks through Paul. And he talks about this in Ephesians 4.13. God intends for each member of the family to mature into the full measure and stature of Jesus. He intends for each of us to spend your entire lifetime becoming more like Jesus, growing. Guys, can I say something to you? We are in a church building that is not our own. Why? Because New Life Christian Church is learning to become like Jesus. They are serving us by opening the doors and allowing us to come in and do this crazy stuff to their church. Listen, it's not all peaches and cream. There's some, you know, folks that are you know, traditionally minded, and they're like, what? Black walls? What? Yeah, thanks for letting us decorate. I mean, <laughs> it's just the way we like to do things. And thank you for being so amazing that you would let us. That's serving. That's like saying, I'm putting my dreams and aspirations down to serve my brothers and sisters, to serve Jesus, because that's exactly what they're doing. They are serving Jesus, and they're becoming more holy, and they're becoming purified. Because of their obedience. I love it. We need to be servants like Jesus. So, I know a lot of Christians that go through their lives hopping from church to church to church, looking for the new experience, that have never once, never once jumped in to do ministry. It was always a gimme, gimme, gimme attitude. I want, you know, they, they, would, they would go from one church to the next church because, well, the music wasn't the best. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm speaking about myself here, okay? I visited a church, I was like, whoa, worship is, uh, well, let's just say it's not up to my standards. And then I heard the pastor preach, I'm like, okay, I could deal with that. I could deal with it, you know. What kind of attitude is that? That's not Jesus at all. That's not Jesus-like. I mean, come on. If I did that, if Jesus treated me with that kind of attitude, I would not be a Christian. I would be condemned to hell. He didn't. He said, I want you to be a part of my family. And when you're a part of a family... We do things together. We love on each other. I, I want to brag on Charlie here and many others, but um, the, well, I'm standing on a stage that I could not build if even if I tried. It would have taken me probably at least three weeks, guaranteed. But the fact that Charlie came in and he, and not just Charlie, but a bunch of other guys came together and put this together and made this happen, it's an act of service. He gave away an entire weekend to do that. You know, if we could give away ourselves in such a way, do you know how much we could do with the body of Christ? It'd be tremendous. 
And that's another thing that I want to talk about, but I got to put a pause right there because I don't want to get off this, but I do, but I don't, but I do. I want to share with you just real quickly, I'll get there, but I want to share with you Ephesians 3, 7 through 10. This is, this is something that I think we need to hear. This is Paul speaking. He says, of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given to me by the working of his power. Okay? It's not man's agenda. It is the working of God's power that gives us the work that we're to do. And to me, though I am the, the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan of the mystery hidden, from, uh, hidden for ages in God who created all things. So that through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might now be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly places. That's a mouthful right there. Um, We could literally take a week to unpack all of this. But I think what I really want to focus on is how do we grow God's family, specifically speaking from this this area of uh, this passage this passage of scripture here. Now, real quickly, Paul was, he said that we, he was the lowest of all. He was the one going out and killing. We all know this. We, we, he was commissioned to go wipe out the Christians. Yet God found him, restored him, brought him to salvation through a miraculous revelation. And, and yet, through all the miracles, he calls himself the least of all the saints. Yet, do you see how the least of all the saints actually wrote most of the New Testament? And the, the revelations of the inner workings of Christ, the, the secret things of God was revealed because he became a servant. I want you to understand this principle. If you want greater knowledge of God, become a servant. We are building the kingdom of God. And he does the working in and through us. Because in our obedience to him, and because we become servants to those around us in the kingdom, he unveils all of the mysteries of who God is in and through us. So as a church, I just want to say this. God has been doing something amazing. This church doesn't feel like the same church. Okay? There has been an infusion of his spirit into all of us. And I want to tell you that we have a responsibility as a church, as a body, to steward what he pours out. Okay, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a river that he pours out and for us to get into that river and then to steward it. If we just sat there, we would be blocking what God wants to do. We need to get into the river with him, and we need to follow what he's doing. He's doing something amazing in this church, in, the, in this body, but he's also doing something through us to do greater works, and that is to multiply. And so we need to steward the Spirit of God, the, 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 uh, the outpouring of his presence, 
so that we can multiply the kingdom of God right here. He's given us an agenda. He's given us a vision. And so, I want to skip ahead a little bit. I, I want you to understand that as, as Americans, as, as Christian Americans, <laughs> we can get wrapped up into our own lives. It's inevitable. It's human nature. We get into our own stuff, and we don't think about the people to the left of us in our seats or to the right of our seats. Not as much. <laughs> to some degree, but to the degree that God wants us to be, be involved in, our, in each other's lives, it's really, really important that we have a sensitivity. This doesn't happen by natural occurrences. This happens through the, prow- the power and the presence of God which we are going to get to in Ephesians 4. The power and the presence of God allows us to literally love on each other with a supernatural love. There is a little tagline that we kind of threw out here for this particular sermon, which is God... Did I... Better together? No. Uh, I don't know if it's up there. I didn't check. Liz, sorry. I'm going to use it anyways. I... I God puts the unity in community. That's something his spirit does. That is something his spirit can only do. If you want to feel more deeply connected as a church, we need to be fully enveloped in this power and the presence of God. And I'm going to tell you how we do that. We need to understand this, that Our lives should be preoccupied by the lives of others. Who here has problems in their life? Just throw that out there. You guys could raise your hand. Don't be bashful. I'm not going to judge you. I got a lot of problems. (laughs) Um, Let me explain that sometimes the best way to alleviate or not to alleviate but to address the issues in your own lives is to be involved in others' lives by laying down your own cares, your own burdens, and giving them to Jesus just for a moment to invest yourself in another human being that loves and serves Jesus, your brother and sister, spiritual brother and sister. And that is what develops and strengthens the body of Christ. Ephesians three fourteen through 21 says this, For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, according to the riches of his glory. He may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have, the, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and 
in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. This is a prayer that Paul prayed to to God for this body, for his church. It is not by our strength, but it is by God's strength that we are encouraged and built up. It's... This is where you become mature. When you recognize the power of God in your life and you begin to put the the, uh, things that God puts in your heart to work, he, he says, I'm only, I can only give you a little bit. I'm just going to go back a little bit about the aspect of a mature Christian. He says, there are going to be times when you can't handle the meat. I got to give you milk. So the milk is in the essentials of who God is. The fact that Christ died, was resurrected, that you're free, you're no longer bound, you are, you, the chains have fallen off. And I believe that for this church, we are moving beyond that aspect. We're no longer bound. We have the freedom of God. We have the in, influx of the Holy Spirit inside of us that does the work inside of us. And now we've, gr- we've grown a few inches As a church, as individuals, we grow together like a living organism, every part working together. And when we choose not to serve each other, we are dying like a cancer. It is like something that it it, it gets into the bloodstream and it begins to sever off what God is doing. Now, let me tell you this. This is not a message to manipulate anybody into serving in children's ministry. (laughs) But I am going to say this. If you want the power and the presence of God to work in and through your life, sign up today. Because if you want to see the fullness of God and the revelation of God in your life for things that you are saying, God, why don't you do this in me? Why am I still struggling here with this? Why is this situation? I just can't understand why I'm not in, things are just not working out in this part of my life. It's very possible that you're actually squeezing out the life that Jesus wants to put in you by not laying your life down. And serving one another. And I'm not talking about church organization and church structure. I want to spend two seconds. I have very few minutes here to do this to respect you guys. But is it okay just to share that we have ministries for a purpose? The word ministry, in case you're wondering what that means is to one that serves. A minister is someone who serves. So when you see someone speaking or talking on the stage and you call a minister, just know that he goes and he cleans the toilets. (laughs) I'm serious, I do. (laughs) It's all right. Because I love you. And I will do anything for you. What I want to share with you is this. When we give of ourselves, we are growing as living organisms. We're serving together in our ministries. Not because we need to have a children's ministry, because we got kids that make noise. And I'm not talking specifically about children's ministry either. I'm talking about also our coffee ministry. Why do we have a cafe? 
And that's something that can come and go. That doesn't make us who we are. But it's, it's an aspect of serving each other. Why do we have greeters and why do we have ushers? It's because there, it's a mode of being able to serve one another and for us to grow into mature believers. If you don't believe me, speak to the amazing men and women that I'm serving through on staff in pastoral ministries that have done exactly that. They started in the lowest of places. And when I say low, I'm just talking to clarify what some of you guys think in your minds. Because serving in children's ministry is probably one of the most important ministries of our generation. We have a generation that has lost because of the fact that children's ministries somehow lost its way. Or I can tell you, I am a product of the men and women that have poured into my life from, little, from being a little child. It's incredibly important to pour into our kids the lifeblood, what God is speaking in through you, into your kids, just serving them. So important. Change a generation through your children. The reason why we do our ministries is because we want to take every opportunity to connect with you, to love you, to show you that you're worthy of my time standing out in the parking lot with a parking, you know, please don't run me over vest, <laughs> you know, and smiling, saying, welcome to Grace Capital Church. Okay, this is what I envision. This is what I see. This is what I have seen happen over and over in people's lives. That God pours out his blessing upon us as people when we go out of our way, go out of our way to serve one another and to love on each other. And it's not about plugging holes in ministries. Never. It is about developing relationship. Developing because you're my brother, you're my sister. I got a whole bunch of people over there that I've done ministry with through Shift who have served over and over and love, oh my gosh, do I love them. You know, because they have served with me in the trenches have done crazy things and they've done the lowest of things with me because that's how God builds and strengthens his church. So I want to share that with you that a lot of times in our life we go to church to be served. And for some reason, time after time after time, there are churches that do that well, that can cater to that message. But I want to say that things will change in your life when you serve. And that's the only reason why we have cafe ministry. And that's the only reason why we have our greeting ministry and the usher ministry and all these other areas of areas of just pockets of life and don't let it stop there please go beyond that in your in your relationships with the people that you serve with connect on a personal level go invite them out for coffee have them over for dinner begin just to generate life so that when you are family it begins a it begins something that is contagious 
In Ephesians 4, it says this. In verse 4, I, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord Jesus, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling of which you've been called. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who was over all and through all and in all, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says that when he ascended on high and he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to, and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean? but that he had also descended into the lower regions, the earth, uh, the earth. He's asking the question. He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might f- fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, and the teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, the work of serving the work of serving, becoming a servant, for the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and, the, and of, the, of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood. So you see this is a, a theme of maturity. To the measure and the stature of the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. You want to know how you stand up to the crazy things that happen within churches? Is that you are founded and grounded through being ministers. It is the fullness of God and the power and the presence of God. It is the Holy Spirit that keeps you from being tossed back and forth, back and forth. We hear all kinds of doctrines out there within Christianity alone. And it says that we're not going to be carried away by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness in deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint, which it is equipped when, the, when each part is working properly, making the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Guys, that's a, that's a giant picture right there. I love that scripture. That is a fullness, strength of the body of Christ. You and I are the body of Christ. And when we operate in love towards one another, every joint works together. So I put that out to you. I I want us to be a church, and we are a church, that highly values discipleship. Okay, that is not something that is 
uh, programmatic. It's called life in the fullness of God, in relationship with one another. And so tonight, I just want us to get into a place. I, I, this may seem like a, a, a wild message to like process all of this. I want you to know that God wants to develop you and I into mature believers that are strong, that can hold each other up, that can actually receive spiritual indwelling, the, the fullness and the mysteries of his wisdom. And we need to do that in love. And that's exactly what we do when we come together and we serve one another. Can you imagine what it would look like if we, each one of us in this room began to serve in one form of capacity or the other? Whether it's greeting, whether it's, how about prayer ministry? What if it's, if it's cafe ministry? What, all these little, little avenues. Worship ministry, children's ministry. This church is going to explode because there are people out there looking and starving for relationship. And when we serve one another with a heart to connect with those people that are walking through that door, all of a sudden that's that spark. And God's bringing cell after cell after cell together like a body, the parts of the body all coming together. And there's growth that takes place. And our church begins to look different and begins to grow and begins to multiply. See, for me, this is, the, this is it. I, do I, am I concerned about people coming to Jesus? Absolutely. But we need to get people that don't know Jesus here. <laughs> and that's why we are, well, that's why we serve. That's why we serve. That's why we love on each other. So invest yourself and give yourself away so that the person beside you can have that same kind of indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Big stuff, guys. Huge concepts. But that's why we are better together as a people. Not a bunch of Christian commandos that go church hopping. (laughs) I'm not saying anybody's like that in this room, by the way. I'm just saying of my, this is my experience as a church hopper. I used to do that. You know, I was very much connected in relationship with the church, and I served, and I was growing, and I was, until, well, until it started to become all about me. I need to lay myself down daily so that it doesn't become about me at all. It becomes about each one of you. So, I'm going to do something wild. Yeah, I felt it in the spirit. What's up? (laughs) Yes, you can. Yeah, I literally felt it in the spirit. So, here you go. Well, I was here for the, the night of prayer the other night, and I was sitting in the back, and I don't normally get, well, how should I say this? God gave me a picture, and I don't normally, God doesn't normally communicate with me that way, or at least I don't normally pick up on it. So the fact that I picked up on it communicates to me that it was from the Lord. And I saw this tree. It was this tree, 
that had a full foliage. And the branches, what was unique about it is that the branches were like really tight together, really close together. There was a lot of branches in a small space. And at first, all I could think of was one of my favorite books that was Go Dog Go. And they have these trees <laughs> that have these branches that are really tight together. So as I began to wait on God and say, okay, God, why here? Why now? Uh, what the Lord led me to and put in my mind was a mustard tree. And I was like, oh, that's kind of unique. Okay, I know all about the mustard tree, the mustard seed. So with the, the magic of technology, I went right to Google and I put in mustard tree. And it brought up a picture of a mustard tree and the branches are very tight together and they're very connected and they're very close together. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought... <laughs> I thought you were going to cry because you're making me cry. (laughs) But what was the significance of that is the tree, the mustard tree, is the tree of faith. Mm -hmm. And the branches represent you and I, that when we're serving the Lord together in faith, investing that seed of faith into the lives of one another, that what God does is he grows this tree that is amazing and it is beautiful. And we all know that the mustard tree was the one where everything came to take shelter. Amen. That's awesome. Thanks, buddy. I want to invite the worship team up, and they have something that they had prepared as well. And um, I want us to respond in our hearts. It's one thing to process something that someone would say. You know, there's a lot of things going through your mind. I know, you know, how does this apply to me? Where would I even get connected and serve? Um, I want you to hear what God says to you. I want you to hear what the Spirit of God is speaking to you now. And in this time that we're going to worship, I want us to have that just point of silence in our hearts. And then I have one thing I want to share before we get before we leave and, and uh, let's worship God right now. We love 
you asked your son. You asked your son to carry this. The you, Lord.
And the reason why I want to repent of that is because people need to find where God places them. Okay? And I just want to bring that to attention because for me in my own heart, I, didn't, I don't want that to come out as being a condemning word. It's a, it's a, it's a, the way that I use that was like a slur, a slant. Uh, you know what I'm getting at. I want you to know that God places us in his body on purpose. And he finds ways of doing that. Through this situation or that situation, he crafts and he molds a church to the way, what he desires it to look like if we're following him. And sometimes following him means connecting to a body that will disciple them. And that's what we're, our heart's desire is. That my heart's desire is that we are a body that disciples, that grows us into maturity, that will be mature enough to even come up and say, whoops. <laughs> Because I want to be—I want to be the kind of uh, pastor teacher that will be open to correcting himself on the fly. Okay, because your hearts are very tender and precious before God, and so I love you guys, and I just want you to know that little little side shoe. I didn't want to let that one go. What I was what my heart is to explain that we have a place and a purpose and God desires us to grow with him into mature believers that serve and let ourselves go so that we can be multiplied in this kingdom. Thank you for listening to the Grace Capital Church podcast. If you'd like to know more about this podcast and the mission that we have in New England, or if this podcast has been a blessing to you and you would like to support this ministry financially, please visit us online at gccnh.com.